verse, uh, following all that we've already received. Uh, Dave's going to come and speak on Christmas. Let's, uh, let's welcome Dave as he comes, shall we? Thank you very much, Terry. Why? Well, I walked in this morning, and uh, Rich Angler said, how are you doing, Dave? I said, yeah, I'm fine, thanks. It's a nice short talk this morning. And he went, oh, good. They're not here for you. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, mate. That was really really encouraging. But it is a fair comment. How on earth do we follow that? Well, I can guarantee it's not by doing my own solo. You will... uh, be pleased to know. I mean, that, don't cheer. Who cheered? That was some singing going on right there, wasn't it? I thought I was in X Factor or something. That was amazing. Christmas counts for everyone. What a fabulous message for all of us to hear this morning. I always love the children's production, but I must confess it's a little bit different for me now that my own children are involved. I don't think I am the only parent who've just spent the last half an hour absolutely desperately hoping my kid didn't do anything crazy. Is that right? I'm not the only one, am I? I feel so relaxed now. Especially as uh, we had a bit of difficulty in our household because uh, somehow uh, Zach managed to uh, actually fall asleep during his nursery school nativity. So uh, as the little sheep were sitting at the side in the chorus, he looked a little bit like this. In the end, there was a teaching assistant behind him, prodding him in the back every time it looked like he was going to fall over. Now, I would have thought that if I felt a little bit drowsy of an afternoon, I might wait until I'd got home. I might wait until there was a comfy seat, perhaps even a bed. But apparently, uh, for the junior Matthias's, stood on a stage in front of 200 people is exactly the conditions you want to go to sleep. I feel a little bit uh, sleepy now, but no. So this morning, I was really pleased that he stayed awake, right? And then they started singing that song about going to sleep. And I was like, are you playing with my emotions here? As they were counting and talking about how sleepy they were. Oh, bless them. Now, there has been a little bit of confusion in our household as well uh, in the run-up to today. Because uh, I said to the kids, I said, so kids, what are you going to be in the, in the church production, in, in, the, in the play at church? What are you going to be? And Joy looked at me and she gave me this big smile and she sort of jumped up and she went, I'm an angel. And I was like, oh, that's fantastic. That's absolutely brilliant. And what are you, Zach? And he, and he looked at me and he took a deep breath and he jumped up and he said, I'm a panda. A panda sack? Yes, a panda. You mean that mammal that lives in forests about a 16-hour flight from Bethlehem? That's what Google Maps told me. 16-hour flight. And so I shared this story of amusement with a few of the, uh, the other parents here. And uh, one of the mums said that 
her son was most adamant that in the production this morning, he was going to be a lobster. (laughs) So here we are, the Barnabas Nativity, the home to your standard Christmas characters, a hotbed of animal preservation work and the occasional shellfish. (laughs) I'm so glad they were on message this morning after all. As we look at the children and and we see them so enjoying their Christmas time, doing such a brilliant job, it's quite easy to let your mind drift a little bit and think to yourself, you know what, I wonder what the future looks like. I wonder what the future looks like for these children. What's the world that they are going to inherit? And one reading that's really struck me this Christmas time, uh, it's in Isaiah 9. If you've got Bibles, you can turn to it. You might be familiar with this from... uh, Uh, Christmas cards or Christmas carol services. Just a a few words from verse 6 in Isaiah 9. A promise of a future Messiah, a promise of a future Savior. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. In the common uh, Christmas card nativity scene, you get this picture of a small baby in a manger surrounded by animals and it looks just so just so simple just so so basic so uncomplicated this child in these circumstances is so poor is so vulnerable is so without hope and we read in the story that things get worse and the family was soon to need to to flee to Egypt for their own safety So they're currently without a place to stay, let's be honest, under a bit of scandal because of a a complicated story of parentage of the child, soon to become a refugee in a foreign country. If God was going to come to humanity, wouldn't he come as a great leader? Wouldn't he come as a a king or or an emperor? What we see from this scene is that God did not come primarily to show his power. He came to show his love. He came to identify with us in our circumstances. God was expressing something of his heart towards humanity by being willing to be in such humble circumstances to us A child is born to us, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. A government not born out of control or power, but born out of an expression of love and humility. Now this year, probably more than any other year I can ever remember, this has been a year all about governments, right? This has been a year about politics and polls. This has been a year about 
uh, debates and claims and counterclaims, the daily Brexit update, the headlines screen out, Boris Johnson ate a corned beef sandwich in snub to Italian salami makers. And they just keep on making up all of these things. That's not a real headline, by the way. But I'd love it if it was. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Don't get any ideas, Boris, if you're listening. Um, Now, I don't want to go all political in a certain direction here, but all over this year, people have been saying, well, what kind of future do we want? What kind of world do we want? What kind of country do we want for our children? And, and everyone's got a different opinion about what the politicians should or shouldn't do. And, and frankly, when, when a lot of people have told us stuff on either side, it's felt that if you pushed it hard enough, it hasn't all entirely been true either. And, and people have got scared and people have been worried about the future. And, and, and it's almost like people were looking around and thinking about their children and thinking about, well, what's the future for the children uh, economically? What's the future for them in terms of our society? What will the political landscape look like when our children are older? And then you go across the pond to America And uh, they sort of went through a similar process, although in a way that only America can manage. It was just bigger and better and more crazy than anything that we'd managed over here. But it's the same questions. Where do we put our faith and our security? Is it in the hands of the economic situation? Is it in the hands of the politicians? And these verses make me think, you know who I'd vote for, given the choice? Given the choice, I'd like to stake my future in the hands of a wonderful counsellor, an everlasting father, a prince of peace. Isn't that what the world needs right now? Peace, love and wisdom. I know that's what I need. I know that's what our household needs. A future not decided by sort of popularist politicians, but in the hands of a loving and wise God who brings peace. It says he'll reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. I look at this world today, I think, man, we need some justice. We need some justice in our world today. We need some of the message of hope that this child, this humble child, brings. Our hope this Christmas comes not uh, by how much money there is in the economy or how many weapons our country has, but our hope comes because God himself expressed his love for us by sending his son Jesus, identifying with us and ultimately to save us, to bring us a hope and a future. This child, this humble child, would grow to influence more people, to change the lives of more people than anyone else in human history. The claims he made about himself were just incredible. The things that his followers said he did, even today, were ab- even when you think about it today, it was absolutely astonishing. But think of this. Never once did he have any power Never once did he have any position or any financial resources. He had no media team, no Twitter account, no spin doctors, no friends in the media. 
He had no political party. He did not even have his own home. He had nothing except for the truest revelation and expression of love, humility, and wisdom. How can one child, how can uh, one birth have such a radical effect to shape all of history that followed? And that's exactly what the Alpha Course is going to be exploring week on week, asking the questions, who was Jesus? Why did he come? Why did he die? Can we be sure he rose again? Why does it even matter to us today? That's why we're so excited to be able to invite you this morning, because Christmas makes us stand back and reflect and consider. Christmas is a time amongst all the, uh, the um the action and the excitement, it is a time to reflect. It's a time to take stock. For many of us, it's when our family come together and we kind of prioritize the things that are really important to us. For others, even as we've prayed this morning, it could be a really tough time for all manner of reasons as we consider those who are not with us this Christmas or we consider those who are going through a hard time or maybe it's us who are having a hard time and somehow because it's Christmas that just seems to be sort of um, exaggerated and magnified somewhat. Christmas makes us reflect. And then the new year comes. And the advertising starts. It's the new year. Time for a fresh start. Make this the year of the new you. Join a gym. Start afresh. And this fresh normally starts uh, in January. And it lasts often until about the third week of January, maybe. But maybe this year is a year to consider a completely fresh start. The kind of fresh start that this child in the manger promises us. God came to us to make a way for us to know him. Also, as we consider the life of Jesus, as we consider how he acted and how he expressed love towards people, we can pick up the baton that he left us. Christmas counts for everyone. And we can keep it counting for everyone through the decisions that we make this year. Not because we're trying to do good things, because we're trying to earn God's favor. We don't need to do that because he's already shown us through Jesus that he loves us. But we can pick up the baton that he left us with by expressing kindness and generosity towards our fellow man. By showing mercy not judgment, by sticking up for people without the means to speak for themselves. That's the ultimate grassroots movement. That's a, that's a future I want my children to be part of. People on the ground making day-by-day choices to love their neighbor. That's why we're really pleased this year. Uh, during our carol service next week, there's going to be an offering which will go to the work of the Shrewsbury Ark who are supporting vulnerable and homeless persons on the streets of Shrewsbury. It's why we support Shrewsbury Street Pastors and it's why for over 20 years this church has been the home of Shrewsbury Food Bank. Jesus proved once and for all that you don't need political power to have huge influence. 
He proved that love triumphs over hate. And he showed in his life and in his teaching that God cares. He'll never take up the keys to number 10 Downing Street or the White House in that sense. And yet still our hope and our security comes from following him. And we all have a wonderful opportunity this year, not only to find out more about him, but to become part of a movement of people who share his heart of love and kindness towards people in our generation. All I'm left with now is the pleasure of wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a happy and a healthy New Year. Thank you.